What's your sign? Has anyone ever asked you that? Have you ever asked somebody else that? It's kind of a cheesy pickup line, but it's more. People are genuinely interested in what the stars have to say about their personality or even their future, who they should marry, what job they should take, all those types of things. What does the Bible say? Does the Bible say anything about it at all? We're going to take a look at that and some more interesting things in today's lesson. Stick around. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Richmond, and this is the Dwelling Richly Bible Study, where we love God, heart, soul, mind, and strength. We are women who enthusiastically and intentionally dwell in the Word and let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly. You can find Bible studies and video teaching like this on my blog and the Dwelling Richly podcast. Subscribe to this channel, hit that little church bell so you can get notified whenever I drop a new video. Let's get into the Word. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jennifer, and we're going to be reading today in Genesis chapter 1, an interesting portion of the Bible that actually talks about the stars and the seasons and the signs in the sky. It's pretty interesting stuff. Maybe you didn't even realize it was there. We'll be reading in Genesis chapter 1, verses uh, 14 through 19. (laughs) Today is lesson 2, and it is day 6. I'm glad you're with me. Uh, Today we're going to begin, as usual, with prayer, review our memory verse, and then dive into reading God's Word. Let's go ahead and pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for your Word. And today we especially thank you for the beauty of your creation. We love what you've done. We see the stars and we're in awe. We wonder at the moon and the sun, all the great things that you've created. And so today we thank you for that beauty, how it turns our heart to you. Help us even more so today in understanding your word to have a heart that's fully focused on you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. And uh, we've been memorizing a great verse from Psalm 104, verses 33 and 34, actually two verses. And it's a little easier because we have a song. So join me in singing this. If you haven't already gotten that melody down, maybe this is your first time at joining. Um, go ahead and sing it with me or just listen along and read the scripture. Practice writing it. Oh, and today you're writing it in fancy lettering. I like to kind of shake it up a little bit and give you different ways of writing it so it's not the same old thing every day. So get out your fancy pen with little dots and squirrels and, and smiley faces or however you used to write little sweet notes and things like that. If you know calligraphy, maybe even do it with that. Uh, So go ahead and write that out and sing the song along with me and let's memorize God's word. Psalm uh, 104 verse 33 through 34 goes like this. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. Psalm 104 verses 33 and 34. How are you doing on that? Doing okay? Good? All right. I'd love to hear from you. Drop a comment. If you haven't already, hit that like button. Smash that like button. Let me know that you're out there listening and take a roll call and leave a comment and say hi. And as we go through, if you have any questions or comments or thoughts, go ahead and drop those in the comment, whether you're watching me here on the video on YouTube or if you're just listening in on the podcast, you can leave a comment there as well. All right, let's hop over to our study. And again, we are in a lesson two. This is day six. You can see the sun and the moon and the stars there on your on your lesson page. And today's focus is everything, everything points to God. And we open with the same review we've been doing for uh, in our kind of our routine of doing this Bible study, asking these three uh, opening questions again. Number one, what you doing today, God? <laughs> so note God's actions from this passage. Let's go ahead and read our scripture here. Let me scroll that up a little bit so you can see it better. 
God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them be signs to indicate seasons and days and years, and let them serve as lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. It was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to rule over the day and the lesser light to rule over the night. He made the stars also. God placed the lights in the expanse of the sky to shine on the earth, to preside over the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, a fourth day. All right, so here we are on day four, and we're asking that same opening question. What you doing today, God? What are you up to? All right, note what God's actions are, and you hopefully you're seeing this repeated pattern as by now, we're on day four, and this is our third time reading through it. So God said, and uh, let's see, I'll highlight that. Let there be lights and let them serve. It was so, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day. He made the stars also. There's another action of God. God placed, we haven't heard that word. That's a new verb for us today. Uh, to preside over the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw and there's our phrase that it was good and there was evening and there was morning a fourth day so note the actions of god said made twice placed and saw and placed is our new action uh, today all right so what's new well besides the whole all of creation <laughs> make note of words and phrases that are familiar from previous passages and make note of any new words or phrases of course we know that God has said before and uh, we have we're looking for not literal words like a and an and the and those types of words but just phrases that, is, that are specific to and unique to this passage in particular uh, so we have said as a repeat made as a repeat twice and saw and then placed is a new uh, a new word we haven't we haven't talked about God placing anything before. Uh, we have our repeated phrase saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning a fourth day. All right, so here we have God um, filling the space that He's created and then assigning roles to what He places in the locations that He set out. And number three, review and connect. Which verses from Psalm 104 connect to this day? of creation. So let's go ahead and take a look at Psalm 104 and um, and see what, you know, what echoes into this day of creation. Then green here is where we left off in our passage yesterday. And I've left this part open to see um, what what's up next in the psalm because it has been paralleling through the, paralleling through this chapter. Starting in verse 17, when the birds make nests, Near the evergreens in which the herons live. The wild goats live in the high mountains. Rock badgers find safety in the cliffs. And here we go, verse 19. He made the moon to mark the months. And we know that even to this day. It's we have a that lunar calendar is tracks with the with the moon, the waxing and the waning of the moon. And the sun sets according to a regular schedule. Isn't that true, right? You make it dark and night comes, during which all the beasts of the forest prowl around. Lions roar for prey, seeking their food from God. When the sun rises, they withdraw and sleep in their dens. Of course, in this psalm, we're seeing, you know, the animals interact. We don't have animals yet in our day of creation, but we do have the role that the sun and the moon are playing in terms of the birds of uh, the wild animals prowling at night under the light of the moon and then the sun set on a regular schedule. Um, that is, yeah, that's it. We're going to move into animals on another day. So from today's 
focus, we have uh, Psalm 104 connecting us to the moon and the night and the, the month and the sun and its regular schedule and animals and life happening uh, when the sun is out right there again that great connection all right uh, number four a place for everything and everything in its place God has made a place location domain however way you want to word that for his creation now what does God command there to be well let's go ahead back over to our um, opening passage here let there be lights in the expanse that's the place that he made the location or the domain that he made and he says all right now that gets filled with lights in the sky and he gives a role to that let that be signs to indicate seasons and days and years let them serve as lights so again we're seeing a role so we have a big location first and then another day whole separate day today the fourth day things get placed in that location and it was so and god made two great lights the greater to rule the day, lesser to rule the night. Of course, that's the sun and the moon. He made the stars also, and he placed the lights in the expanse of the sky to shine on the earth. So we have the space, and then we have things placed. All right? All right, number five. What specific purpose does God give to the lights in the expanse? Well, I kind of alluded to that uh, as I was reading that back over here to you. But they would be signs to indicate seasons and days and years that they would serve um, as lights in the expanse to give light on the earth, uh, the greater light to rule the day, lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. He placed them in the sky to shine on the earth, to preside over the day and the night, to separate the light from the darkness. All right, so those are the roles that the, what God has assigned to the stars, the sun, and the moon that he's given them, okay? All right. What's your favorite season? Here's a fun question for you. I know a few of you in this Bible study, and I know what you're going to, I could bet money on it, what you're probably going to answer on this point right here. What's your favorite season? God has given us the seasons to enjoy, and I bet you have a favorite one. And mine's the fall, which is the season we're in right now as we're doing this Bible study. I just love how it shifts, and I finally get a little bit of relief from the heat, and the leaves start turning. Even though we're in Southern California, we don't see too much strong leaf turning of color. <laughs> but we imagine it. Uh, but, you know, we just start bringing, I just, you can feel the change in the air. I love the fall. Um, I mean, I love all the seasons for a variety of reasons, but I just, in terms of weather, I love the beauty of the fall. Uh, would you ever worship the sun, moon, or stars? Why or why not? All right. So that might be kind of an obvious question. And yet for thousands of years, many people have worshiped the sun and then worshiped the moon and worshiped the stars. People even to this day um, worship the sun and the moon and the stars. And so would you ever, and then I want you to really think about it, why not or why? Uh, I'm going to guess you're going to say not, that you would not do that. Um, but why? I mean, you don't just not do it because it never occurred to you. You've got to have some reason for that because that'll help you to engage with culture. If somebody ever asks you, well, why don't you love the love and worship and revere our sun and the moon and the stars? You know, uh, people get real crazy about stuff like that. And and um, and there is a lot of earth creation worship in a sense, even in our day and age. It's not just a pagan, um, heathen, something that you imagine from, you know, millennia ago. It actually is happening today. So what would you say? Why don't you worship the sun, moon and stars? All right. Uh, 
I'm going to pause right here just in the sense just to let you answer that instead of sharing my thoughts. I definitely want to know what your thoughts are on that one, but I'm going to reserve my thoughts for that for another time. Number uh, number eight, Uh, read the following passages and note truths about God and his creation. And I have those called up right here. Let's begin here in the passage in Job. And we're again, we're noting truths about God and his creation. And this is God speaking. And we've read from Job before. Here we go again. Do you know the laws of the heavens or can you set up their rule over the earth? So truth about God that he gave, gave us the heavens and that there's laws. So God's a lawgiver in nature. That's a truth about God. And can you set up their rule over earth? God set up a truth about God is he made a plan for what those items in nature, the heavens are going to do. God creates and God gives assignments to his creation. Psalm 74, you establish the cycle of day and night. You put the moon and sun into place. So again, back to God's creative prerogative. He's the one who decided this is what a day is going to look like. This is the length. This is the, um, the cycle of how it's going to be. Jeremiah 31, 35, the Lord has made a promise to Israel. His promise promises as it, as the one who fixed the sun to give light by day and the moon and stars to give light by night. He promises it as the one who stirs up the sea so that its waves roll. His name is the Lord of heaven's armies. All right, so God, in terms of what do we know about God, God is as faithful as what he's placed in the sky, and we see it every day that it's faithful. God is faithful like that. So what do we see about God? He's faithful. He's a creator. He's the decider. He's the namer. He's the organizer. He's the one that assigns, and he's the faithful one above all. And he is also the Lord of heaven's armies. Um, Then in James chapter 1, verse 17, all generous giving and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or the slightest hint of change. God is the Father, the initiator of the very light that we see. All good gifts are from above, from him, and he's the Father, the originator, the head of every, every aspect of creation. All right, so did you know the earth is perfectly at a tilt? If you remember a globe and, and that, that metal arch that comes all the way around and kind of helps support like a, a, a model of the earth, a globe, and then you have the pin going down into the top from the North Pole, and then you've got the pin at the bottom and the South Pole. If you recall, it doesn't stand perfectly straight up and down, does it? it it's at a tilt, right? The earth is perfectly at a tilt. Uh, the earth does not set straight up and down. If it did, we would not have different seasons. Uh, from even one degree difference in the tilt, we could not even exist. Everything that God is bringing about is to support life. What does it tell you about the nature of God that he planned all of creation to bring forth a world where you and I could live? I asked a question along these lines on in terms of vegetation and what does it reveal about God that he gave us vegetation? Well, here he is giving us the perfect environment for us to live and giving us the seasons that we love and the seasons we don't love as much, but we need them. We need the earth to go through change. So what does that say again today on day four that God is creating an earth ultimately to bring forth human, mankind, 
in a way that we can live on this earth. That God loves us. That God wants relationship with us. That God wants to see his order. God wants to be known. He has revealed himself so that he can be known. And the stars show us who he is. The, the moon shows, the sun, the order, everything that we see and we gasp in, in awe and wonder at should draw us to God. It shouldn't just leave us going, oh, huh, I wonder, right? It should turn our hearts to God. That's what they're there for. And number 10, thinking biblically. So a friend says something to you about reading their horoscope. Someone at work mentions what sign of the zodiac they are and asks you what your sign is. Is there support in the Bible for uh, keeping Genesis uh, in the Bible for keeping Genesis 1 1 through 19 in mind? How would you respond to someone who is using the sun, moon, and or stars to guide their life or get understanding about personality types and relationships? Want us to be able to engage well with people who bring out a horoscope and, and talk about those types of things. I want us to not just shrug and you know blow it off. I actually had a gal who was doing a manicure pedicure on me um, not too long ago, asked me what my sign was. And uh, because she said, I think I, I think I already know because of your personality. And she guessed wrong. And she goes, oh, well, I don't always guess right. But you know, it was funny because she was so set in her mind based on the personality that she saw character traits me exhibit. Um, I said, well, I, I said, you know, it might be a curiosity or it might make you think and wonder, but I don't, I don't put any weight in what the stars say um, in terms of me and my pers- personal life, my destiny and my life as a person. Uh, we're going to get, we're going to talk a little bit later about the signs and the seasons that God did put up in the stars. And I believe there is there, but it's not to reveal me, it's to reveal God. And people have taken it, and again, like we do with everything, we just pull it back to ourselves and say, what does this mean to me? And it has nothing to do with that. So I just said to her, I said, I I believe all of those things are great and they're there for us to learn and enjoy and have fun with even, but not to make my life better in the sense of knowing where I'm going to work or who I'm going to marry or what my personality is like. It's all about God. And they, they reveal who God is. Oh, well, you know what I mean. I thought... I don't think I, I don't think you know what I mean, you know, and, uh, you know, broken English and hard to communicate, but I, you know, we try to give some kind of a response rather than just nodding and smiling. I want us to be equipped to do that, to give some kind of a, of response and talk to people and engage and at least put a little thought in their mind. If you can't wrap up the conversation right then and there, God will bring somebody else to continue to draw them back to the truth that the stars aren't there for my own personal gain, my personality and if I'm going to be wealthy or not, or all those types of things, horoscopes and all that. It's all about God. All right. Well, thank you once again for being here. And and thank you, especially when you leave a comment and ask those questions. And I love hearing from you what your thoughts are on all these. So as you wrap it up today, take a minute to go ahead and do that. And know, as always, that you are loved and prayed for. And I do look forward to being here again with you real soon in our next lesson. Bye-bye for now.